I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. Hey yo, I'm sitting on the top of the it's more than a feeling, ain't it? I be killing damn it. I'm ill. I don't think they wrote that right. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Meet Mr. Popular. Go get your binoculars. See the penthouse three. Where a nigga be spitting fire on the PJ in my PJs. Fire Marshall said I took to the max like TJ. Y'all ain't peep. I said Marshall's replay. I guess I'm the black Marshall. Meet J. Meet yay, alligator souffle, got it made, special ed, got hair from a girl in special, special ed. ed, you know the pretty ones in that dumb class, she got that dumb ass, hit high school and got pregnant dumb fast. fast, what happened to Tisha, your boyfriend come fast, turn around give me a pound like we folks, hell no I went raw dog, three strokes. Hey, you actually suck it, baby. Yeah, man. What's up? What's up, everybody? Damn, you just you uh. just gonna talk over me right now? Nah, <laughs> he was doing the beat. Was, he was doing oh, the beat. Oh shit! Isn't it confrontational as shit? I'm gonna be honest. I ain't, did a, I ain't did a podcast since I seen what happened to Aries Spears and shit. I'm gonna be a thousand. Oh, don't worry. Shit. You good, man? You don't want to try to talk over me, shit. You don't want to bro. Yeah, people yeah, in. Yeah, I say just in case some shit pop off. Yeah, I gotta even it out. All right, so I guess we gotta be cool then. <laughs> we, I mean, we don't have no beef. This is, I mean, I'm not Vic nah, Mensa. Fuck, you not, with... you not academics. That, not... Was <laughs> that was crazy. That was yo dog. Yo. That was crazy. I really, I really fuck with uh Vic Mensa for that shit. Hey man, like, oh yo, he called he called him a bitch. Yeah. I only saw a to clip. his face. No, no, yeah. not even that. He was with like, his I, legs like I wanted crossed. to slap the shit out of you. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is going on right now? He was like, I still do, but we're in a controlled environment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yo, There's I mean, cameras around, like like the most media trained threat I've ever seen. What in my was Joe life. doing? Joe Joe loves that Laughing. shit. Joe loves that shit. He loves that. Joe he was, I always feel like Joe's about to hit him eventually. Yeah, I'm about to say Joe's pretty much against that kid. He comes from I mean, the club that's against that. Academics, he's like represents the worst part of the internet. No, yeah. he don't. He's he repre- like a face he, he, he to the people. The internet. Yeah, he's, the, he's, he's the weather. He's, he's a weather. human comment section. Come on, that's that's a little harsh. That's How's that harsh? harsh? That's a little harsh. He's he's elevated. He's like graduated from the comment yeah, section I feel like now. He's, yeah, he's not even but a he, comment section. He is, got his own comment but, section. But I don't. You know the yeah, thing no, is that's true. And I think in terms of like when people talk about culture and everything, I don't think academics really has like ethics or nah. any any like filter. I don't think he has a line where he'll be like, you know what, I won't promote this or I won't I won't you know exploit this or whatever i think he's doing the best job out of pretty much any of those young guys as far as being informative as far as being fair he reaches out to the artists first he got a lot of like situation quelled he never misprints stuff he never has to retract a statement even when cats run down on him he stand by whatever he said and, and Holmes, he like a young cat i'm not familiar with he has the work. face he I'm has really the, only familiar with what he does on everyday struggle nah i never watched everyday struggle i think that's garbage but fucking i fuck with his his particular page and what he does over there on youtube like if okay. i just go to his shit and like check it out it's your boy dj academics that's where i get my news from of what's happening in hip-hop because he always knows the right story he's made himself kind of like a um 
like a lightning rod to those issues. He's like mm. the hood's TMZ. There's people that hit him up first on everything. When X got knocked out, he had like the whole layout for him. He was like, yo, this is an inside job because he's hearing from other security guards that there's no way anyone could have got there. He got to the bottom of that. X is suing that establishment now and he's getting bread. That's this dude's in for. That's there's nobody objectively um doing journalism at Complex. You know what I mean? You got to respect the fact that he at least has the morals to stand on and like it or not, he's the face of that generation. There's a thousand trillion billion motherfuckers that look sound exactly just like him and now you guys have a face to that whether you like the face may be or not but he's just the weather that is he's just crazy the, he's though. just the weather man he reports when, on the weather whenever you watch a video of like a young person on youtube it is like a their version of a dj yeah yeah video. he's like he's like that he's like their guy and and i'm not saying that he's a good guy or a bad guy but he's their guy he might not be our guy so we really not allowed to judge him it'd be like you saying he's judging hip-hop and shit now he he's given a face a lot of people don't like it and they're like disgruntled about the, some of the things he's saying but you gotta really respect the fact that he's given a face to a faceless generation like people are calling him out on comments he made online on his own fucking show when has anyone ever called out anyone on comments period ever anywhere like that's true he's you guys call him the comment section he got a face we know his name and people are running down on him because they're like yo is this the problem with you guys sitting home they finally have a guy for that and if you guys don't at least respect that he's carrying a cross for it literally anytime you said something stupid if i pull up rob hayes hotmail 2009 that's you yeah you know that's you yeah, yeah, talking yeah. to Kanye like I don't know, dog. You probably should go back with Alexis Fife or whatever. That's you talking. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's you. So, yeah. Like, if Kanye met you, be like, Rob, I'll smack the shit out of you. You don't know what's going on in my real life and shit. Yeah. But he's also like, hey, thanks for, you know, supporting and, you know, commenting on what's going on in the world. Because he gives a lot of artists insight that they wouldn't have otherwise to those fans. Like, okay. a lot of people are going into that fucking situation kind of blinded with their own opinion I'll about it him. I'll check out his YouTube. I, he's good. He's I'll really take, good. I'll take the and good. Like, with, like I say, he's informative. I'll take the good with the bad. And that might just be like from a per, you know, from, you know, from a personal perspective. You know what's, you know what's the analogy I, I, I want to use for him? And it's not even to kind of demonize him or to normalize other guy, but he's like Trump. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if somebody say they, Trump put the face on racism. So if someone says, oh, that's my guy, Trump, you're like, oh, I know what type of person you are. Same with DJ Academics. Somebody says, DJ Academics is my nigga. You're like, oh, I know exactly what type of person you are. And that might be a coward to but some people. But that doesn't make my DJ bike. Academics good. I never said he was. I said he's the weatherman. He just reports the weather, bro. That's what he do. Yeah, he's, he, he puts on his suit and tie and he goes to work. Everybody hates, yeah, everybody hates the weatherman, but he just calls the forecast. This happened today. This didn't happen today. Here's my opinion on I it. Think, I think we're... Because it sucks because... I know if I if something pops off, this is a story, and I need to get to the bottom of it. Odds are DJ Academics is yeah, already chronicling the yeah, shit. He's got it, and he'll you all the links, every video you need to see. You can probably find it somewhere through. I've never through his, used yeah. him for anything. Like I've I've only I've only he's talking like he's asked Jeeves. <laughs> like, I'm saying y'all y'all acting like he's he's asked Jeeves. Yo, like, I follow I follow the Soldier Boy situation through, and through him. Yo, but didn't you get put on through him and shit? Though? I got. I, well, was, see, I'm I'm a Soldier Boy fan, so I so, just saw I already saw Soldier Boy stuff on my Soldier timeline. Fraud though. But I'm saying you you it's just like with the news. You left wing, bro. You not fucking was, with you I not fucking with the far right. At the you same gotta fuck time. with Soldier Boy. Tell him dot com's a classic. So, We've already yeah, been okay. through yeah. this. Fair enough. But at the same time, you start putting up little pump videos, and I was like, "Fuck this, this shit! This is, I can't deal with it." Come on, man. All right, what's the first thing? I soldier uh, boy tell him <laughs> the great album Bird Walk. Come nobody's, on, nobody's if I put that on right now. You gonna bob your head? <laughs> I can tap a foot. If you hear G Five Q, you gonna go crazy. Um, the first topic I guess we would talk about is uh. 
I don't know what y'all been listening to. I feel like a lot of music came came out in the past couple weeks. We haven't really talked about it. Nah, I feel uh, like we we too far. We're behind now, and like this week, whose fault is that? Huh? Listen, man, I can't I can't like consume every album like completely in a matter of time like they're coming out right now. Like I'm still listening to to SZA on loop. That's okay. what's looping right now for I me. Fucking two chains was dope. Two chains. I didn't get to. I didn't get a chance to finish all the uh, Thugs album. Two chains album. Two <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chains killed it. Dog. I don't know if you ever supposed to go full thug. He went full thug. Man, on yeah, like, it's thug in love. Shit. That is that is a scary sight. This is man. Yikes. I don't know. He sound like he got a cold, but he hitting high notes. But it's. Like, that whole shit is just different. I don't, I don't like really know what he was shooting for. Yeah. There might not be a huge lane for like a acoustic rap. Like that might be years down the line. Is that what he's doing? I mean, yeah, like all the tones were like um they were like punched in uh instrumentations. Like not a lot of it was like uh like real live instruments, but sonically it was trying to sound like, you know, like a like a rap on top of John Mayer and shit. I'm a huge John Mayer fan. I love acoustic guitar, but I'm I really like what he that. did. Like, I feel like I feel like that's a lot of what Yachty was trying to do on Teenage Emotion. You know, don't bring him up right what? now. What we talking about? Albums that fuck, came out. You don't, fuck, you don't fuck with the yacht. No. Who fuck, let's take a vote. Let's take it's a silent vote. He's not gonna see what, who fucks with the yacht. Everybody raise their hand. Everybody in the room raise their hand. Who fucks with Lil Yachty in here? I mess with Lil Boat. I don't really like Lil Yachty. Wow. The room is split. I just like Lil Boat. All right, fair. <laughs> fair. You like the dude in the Sprite commercial. <laughs> All right. So what what else you what you been listening to? Um, yo, it's definitely SZA album. Um, definitely uh, their Bryson Tiller album. Still, a little bit. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, uh, Pretty Girls Love Track Music, Thugger Girl. It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't right think now. Two Chains needed any features, that. man. I'm fucking that Toro. Yeah, Two Chains was pretty, pretty tight. I was listening on the way up here and shit. I I, I like Toro's new album and shit. That's pretty tight. Y'all, y'all ready for this Hove album? Not really. I, I haven't see, heard the song. It's, it's weird. Sometimes like a Jay-Z album, instantly I feel like it's natural instinct to get excited, but then I kind of like, I'm, am I really excited or is it just like big news? Come on, you know the first track going to be good. Jay-Z know how to start an album, whether it's your favorite or least favorite Jay-Z in 20, album. In 2017. The first track going to be amazing. How excited are you about, about a Jay-Z I've album? Never, I've never had heard a bad track one on a Jay-Z album. So you just excited for track one? I know track listen. one's gonna be great. <laughs> Come on, the prelude is great. Prelude's great. That's one of my favorite. Intro. You know what I'm saying? Holy Grail, the way Holy it started. You know, with with uh, I don't even remember Holy Grail. It started with Justin Timberlake. No, I take like that. the gun <laughs> on my back. Like Come I'm on, sorry. man. You shouldn't reminded me. I'm not on your side anymore. Come on. What about when you get to track three? You still is Dynasty. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yep. Everybody, everybody sings the sing the sample. And yeah, that. nobody just starts rapping. Everybody's like, dah, 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 "Come dah. on, man, that's funny. That's funny." Plus, oh. it's only on title, right? If you like me, you probably reading the packaging on your CD. Jay Z's one of the last your guys. windows down. Yeah, even if it's winter. Jay Z's one of the last guys that I'll probably check your album out. Like regardless if there's hype around or not, I'll just go get it. Anyway. Yeah, it was just yeah. Like, it's ingrained in me. A lot of cast front on Jay Z, I think, just because he ain't been kind of doing the same level of music as it, like everybody else is out. So then it's just kind of like, ah, eh, it's just check it. I don't think he's gonna come to the club. That's the only thing I'm gonna say about the new Jay Z album. I don't think it's gonna be one of those joints where like you're gonna be getting bangers off of it. No, but I think it's gonna be a visual album. 
I think we're gonna yeah. have, you like it's gonna be a movie, it's gonna be an album. Yeah, so that's geared more to like Jay-Z's lemonade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, he wasn't supposed to say it out loud, dog. You could have you could have just wrote that down, and passed it around. But it's yeah. gonna be hard. I mean, you know, it's a podcast. They go see the paper or nothing. I was gonna say the niggas wasn't supposed to hear that it was Jay Z's Lemonade, but yeah, that's definitely gonna be Jay Z's fucking Lemonade. It's the there. answer to Lemonade. You know what I'm saying? It's iced tea. When he was gonna say that, I was gonna tell you not to. <laughs> but don't you do this, Arizona? So what's um what's what's next? What else we got going on? Yo, he's <laughs> <laughs> we got Yo, our own scroll. Um, I don't know what y'all want to talk about first. Let's talk about those sneakers. Did any did any of you guys have Yeezys? Period. I have. Well, I, have, I just, I got, just got the three fifty version twos. Oh, that's tight. I never had the Nike ones. I was in line. Uh, how many lines? I was like two. how many raffles? How many raffles you've been to? <laughs> I missed that <laughs> like, again yesterday. The one yesterday. Yeah. Yo, um, if you go to RSVP Gallery right now, they got a um a sale on Yeezys. They got a couple up there, probably like four hundred dollars off and shit like that. You probably get a, a quick flip, even if they're not the ones you want. You could probably buy them and flip them on eBay and shit. Which RCP one? Gallery. Go to go to right now. It's on uh, the sale probably gonna last for like another couple hours. Which ones? Um they got a couple of one from the last season. They got the boots. I think they got like the highs and shit. Okay. They got a, couple, a couple things. They got some girl items too and shit. Oh, I, I just crazy. I see it as like um if you get it and you could you could flip it probably. You know what yeah. I mean? Even if it's not what you really want. But see, I wanna wear like I wanna wear mine all the time. I don't think Kanye West has made a good Yeezy since the first Nike one. I think that was like You don't it. like the twos? Nah, he never made a good shoe after that, in my opinion. It was that. And then um, anything else I like from Kanye West for footwear, I liked uh, his first bape. I thought that was decent. Yeah. And, um, not the um American one, the fucking ones that had uh the fucking barrel on the bottom. Mm-hmm. The bottom, not the bottom of the sole, but the bottom of the sole. Like the part of your foot that hits the ground, the, there's a bear under there. There's no bear on the side. The side bear is for America because Americans are a little bit more vain and they go for that hit. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. Kanye's like, they got to see it on the shoe to buy it. Like you can't have it on the bottom. And Japanese mm. culture is more modest. They're more like, shh, shh. you would have to kind of peep that it has that. That's, that's, that's the aesthetic that Japanese niggas follow and shit. But yeah, he made them switch it up to put it on the side. So when you see somebody that don't have it on the side, they might not necessarily be like wearing fake bake. They might just have like some doper shit going on. Either. Wow. Just saying if you've seen them. I don't, I don't even know if I've seen them. The Japanese ones. I can't think so. Like most of the shoe shit, I I got just from the podcast. So anything like like pre Nike, I used to be like an insane Kanye West fan. Like I was like almost mod level when like Kanye Tiller was still cooking. You know what I mean? Like I had the post. I had the post that they should have just. You remember when it went down? Now I remember. I I kind of slid before then. I was getting dates and shit. Kanye live. Nah, before nah, it was nah, Kanye nah. Tudor, it was Kanye, Kanye Live. Yeah, I came when yeah. it was Kanye Tudor because his blog. All right, when it was Kanye Live, it was everyone that was kind of like you were just trying to find other Kanye fans almost. Yeah, and then he dropped a blog. I just went to Kanye Universe. Kanye U- but University. then when the, when the blog died, there was a link to go to Kanye Tudor. So that's where I came from. I came from the okay. university from over there. So I wasn't stand out yet. I went through the whole you know okay. um, stronger phase and shit first and then when he was doing graduation that shit just disappeared it was like where am I gonna go every morning to get my Kanye news and Kanye Taylor just kinda like popped up I got you shit was tight alright um those red Octobers that dropped what was that whole that whole link that happened how did, how was Nike like they got it the bomb of that Nike shit I know I remember the tweet I remember that it was a tweet I, think, yeah. I remember being at Home Depot when yeah. that shit happened I was like yeah, I just spent like all my money on paint like house paint this is not really I cool. had went uh, we we were shooting vines at the time, and I went. 
went over to somebody's house to go shoot some vines and they were like oh the red october is just sold out and i was like sold out nah they out and then i like saw the it's it cool because it you just you became like a bond sensation that day and you got millions of nah, dollars. No, so I didn't. Like, I didn't. I actually <laughs> did not. I could have got them six seconds back and I could have got them them Yeezys. Oh man, those were October shits were crazy. I I do I I read nigga when I said those were crazy. But I think at that point I already hit like sour grapes, like I'm not getting those shit. So like they're whack. So all the Adidas shoes he's put out, what do you think is like wrong with them? Because that's just as far as an aesthetic that you don't like. Um, I just feel like Kanye West like lacks imagination. You know what I mean? Like he don't really be thinking for like I feel like he kind of gets roped into doing things that other people are doing because he got to do them first. You know what I'm saying? Like once you become that hot nigga, you kind of chasing a sound and you kind of chasing a look, and you got to be so next and so ahead of everybody else that sometimes you might be taking some wrong cues and missteps. And he keeps a lot of young people around him. But um, if you look up uh, this uh, brand called Fear of God, there was this cat, uh, Shia LaBeouf was running around in L.A. at the time, maybe like five, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, he was wearing Fear of God. And that's one of Kanye West's best friends, this kid named Jerry Lorenzo. And um, Jerry Lorenzo was starting up that brand. And he was working you know, closely with Shia LaBeouf, kind of trying to follow Shia LaBeouf's aesthetic almost and shit, like the hiker mm-hmm. boots and et cetera. And um, he kind of, like if you look up Fear of God, like, 2012 13 that's yeah, all easy season like, one that's easy season two that's easy season three like he just stole an idea from like a, like a really good friend of his i had already seen pretty much all the work you think i mean you think that i don't know fear of god was like the leather they, joggers and bought, like nah, snake skin joggers nah, you, you look, and, it up. look up fear of god 2012 it's, it's dropped like right before easy he, they almost try to suppress that shit because jerry lorenzo was cooking bro he's like super the shit. oh no i mean i, re- I remember i remember when fear of god dropped but but it wasn't, see, this is what I'm talking about, the suppression. It, it wasn't out yet. He was working in collaborations with Shia LaBeouf to put the brand out. Kanye West was seeing what Shia LaBeouf was wearing, and he started just dressing like Shia LaBeouf, not knowing he was dressing like one of his best friends, Jerry Lorenzo. Jerry Lorenzo is a very smart person. He would never tell Kanye West what the fuck he's up to because Kanye West is, like, he absorbs great ideas. And that's what he did. He was like, yo. So you saying bought, they bought out the, but Jerry they bought out Lorenzo the was cool with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Jerry Lorenzo. He was just running around in L.A. on Kanye West's dollar. I'll give you that. But he he shops for Kanye West. Like that's what his job is. Anyone that's in Kanye's circle, like right down to like fucking a Jenner, you te- you technically your job is if you see something dope, you report back to Kanye West. Like um, y'all mm. probably know who Ivan Jasper is, right? Right. Ivan Jasper. Yeah, there's a good article from uh, Cassius Clay. Like basically, that was his job in the art side. Yeah, so uh, Ivan Jasper used to cut Holmes' hair, but mm-hmm. like he kind of would come in and be like, "Where'd you get that jacket? Where'd you get this from?" He would just put him on to everything and shit. Like he put him on to like a lot of the Japanese shit that Ye used to kind of get to the graduation level. Sure. Or like somebody like Big Sean. Big Sean put him on to a bunch of shit that he was like not really privy to, and he had like a sixteen-year-old Big Sean running around the fucking studio. You're gonna be able to absorb that shit, and he just like you know kind of regurgitates it in a Kanye West form and shit. He's like the Dane Cooker, like. <laughs> what he's probably yo i'm gonna be perfectly honest with you i don't know if you guys got the viewership like that but this is probably the one podcast Kanye west is definitely gonna fucking hear like a thousand percent he's gonna hear this podcast <laughs> well what's up yay you know what i'm saying i'm we surprised you hold it together yeah, everybody yeah, right? get, everybody <laughs> if you got yo listen if you got a dick to suck in this fight everybody get it up now if you don't want to be on the bad side of things because i'm definitely going about to just uh kind of speak my mind about shit <laughs> I don't even know what that <laughs> means. No, I never. <laughs> Yo, what do you think the Yeezy threes would have been? Because like basically, the article was saying Complex put out an article saying that 
they were already working on the third Yeezys, but they got scrapped because of Kanye going on rants and not renewing his contract. A friend of mine, Chris Fields, he works at um, Nike. Um, he was telling me they were really trying to get Kanye West's shoe to go more in an athletic way so that okay. athletes could start wearing them because they didn't really like the fact that they were a style shoe because you can't really sell style. I don't think people really get that. You could buy style, but you can't. It's, it's unsellable. You can't sell it. You can't sell it if I don't know. I feel like I feel like they could have. Nah, it's it's not the fact that I'm not talking about money. You know what I mean? Like, but there's no pitch to sell a basketball shoe to a to a basketball player from someone that don't play basketball. You can't say, hey, they look really good. Those shoes were falling apart on the court, and they're, they're basketball shoes. You know what I mean? So they were trying to get somebody. I'm not necessarily saying LeBron James, but they were trying to. Were they a with, basketball shoe? Uh, I think initially they, they just tennis start, bottom. Initially, when Yeezy started, um, Yeezy One, they were framed after like the threes. Um, Air uh, Revolution, bas- basketball yeah. shoes, basketball yeah. shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the second shoe, like I said, got away on style, mm-hmm. and it was harder to sell a two hundred and forty-five dollars shoe to a kid and tell him wear this shoe, you're gonna be dope. As easy as it is to do that to a kid, you gotta sell it to the parent. They can't tell a parent like if your kid wears a shoe, some bitch is gonna suck his dick. That's not that's not gonna work. You gotta be like he could dunk a basketball and get you out of the hood. That's you put him Kanye West next to but they sold out. basketball players. They 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 sold out. I'm talking. I you had said, my two forty five. You saying where were they? You saying where were they going with three? I'm telling you, my friend Chris at Nike told me okay. that they were gonna go in a more athletic field. I don't know like about number two. Two, two was a fashion shoe. More more. Were so. they of selling course. out at the rate of basketball shoes? I mean, they didn't. I mean, they they didn't make numbers. the same amount of numbers. They broke. They broke. They broke numbers. Uh, the Red Octobers and shit broke numbers and shit. So I think they were really just trying to, with, with something like that. It's like an iPod or, or an iPhone. It's like they, you just try to make a version of that accessible to everybody. So like that shoe was gonna come that a middle school kid could go buy, and Kanye West was gonna look like a coach of a basketball team. Probably they were probably gonna go in that direction where. Everyone can get this particular shoe and make it like more watered down. I don't know if he was bucking that or not and wanted it to be more of a high end thing, but they definitely were getting so much flack for having little kids make these shoes in Indonesia somewhere and it's selling at $250 and niggas get murdered for them or sleeping outside, et cetera, and there's no real value to them. They, like if you try to use them for what they're made for, they'll fall apart. If you try to wear them in a the club, niggas step on them, they fall. Like you can't really sell that to somebody long term. Like it's hard to get a ticket. To two hundred forty-five dollars, something that's not really usable. There was no real value to it, so that's what I'm saying. Um, in fashion, the number one thing is utility. It's like if something looks mad dope, it's like, alright, cool, it's dope. What does it do though? It's a dope umbrella, or it's a do- like niggas be having supreme punching bags. If you're not a boxer, you look like a dickhead. It's like a nigga with a supreme ashtray. You smoking weed? That's utility in that. It's dope that you have an ashtray. That's supreme. It's not dope that you have a supreme ashtray. So they were trying to move those shoes to utility, to the fact that you can use this shoe to play a sport. That's it. Bo Jackson. I mean, I, I hear Some, what Bo you're Jackson, saying. Bo Jackson never played hockey or none of that shit, but they try to make it look like he played every sport because it can appeal to everybody. That's what Nike does. Try to Yeah, but, you know, he he played two sports that had there's cleats. A mic, there's a he mic. never sold cleats. There's a, Bo Jackson never sold cleats? There's no, he sold trainers, SC trainers. No, hold on, time on. Bo Jackson sold a shitload of cleats, boy. You got to look that up, man. My little brother got Bo Jackson cleats. He got the Sharks. Also, I want to say. Sharks? Yeah, also, I want to say there's Jordan. Is Bo Jackson a shark? No, he's not a shark. That was the first Bo Jackson before it was called a Bo Jackson. It was those. those That's a different shoe. That's a a shark. That's what everybody had. Those are the, they were Bo Jackson cleats, That's what Booby Miles had in the beginning. Fair enough, fair enough. Do you know why (laughs) Booby Miles had them shit is what I'm trying to say. It's like Bo Jackson wore those. I understand that. But what I'm saying is 
what they sold and what Bo Jackson wore were two different things. When Bo Jackson was playing baseball, he was not wearing the Bo Jackson. That's what I'm trying to tell you is. But Bo Jackson wearing the shoes isn't selling the shoes. They're trying to make it so you can buy any. You could play baseball the and buy a Bo Jackson baseball shoes. shoes. You, you see could, Bo I mean, Jackson the, working the out. The commercials sell the show too, but you watch the game and you see what shoes he's wearing. Bo Jackson. But no, he had on cleats. He didn't have on. He didn't have so, on. Okay, trainer so SCs. did you play any sports at all? Yes. Not Nike. Did you see a sports player have something and be like, oh, I need to go get this? This is what I'm trying to tell you. It doesn't have to be Nike. Nike knew that Bo Jackson niggas was getting those sharks because Bo Jackson wore those sharks. Then before he's Nike, he was selling cleats because kids wanted to play like him. Is what I'm trying to say. It's the utility. The marketing behind it is not. That's nothing. Nike's going to do that regardless. They made it so this nigga could. He was skating and he was pretending to play hockey. That's a white hockey kid somewhere getting a pair of Bo Jackson's. It's like they just want everyone to have this one thing. There's a Jordan and his team Jordans. And I think that's what Kanye West was going to do on the third one. It's going to make a more affordable, more utility-based shoe that probably you can wear to do sports. That's, that's it. We should probably just move to the next thing. <laughs> All I want to say is that, before we move on, is that it, this is where it gets weird because it's like a contradiction in mission between... Because that's clearly like, that's what Nike's mission is, what you want for the shoe, what we think is going to be big and wide for yeah. everybody. Along the lines, like you said, like an iPod or something like that, a thing that's accessible and available for people to do what they want with. There you go. Um, and Kanye will go on record and say, I want to make shoes for everybody. I want to make shoes for poor kids for every, so everybody can have yeah. access to. But you make this a super exclusive kind of thing, limited supply that you're only getting to resell it. See that's that and that's that was my problem with the the shoe initially is like I heard all that stuff when he was gonna go to Adidas he was like Nike's not letting me do this or this and like I'm trying to make them cheaper and that was like right on the cusp of them shits being two forty five or whatever like that and mm-hmm. he's like mm. it's like you get those and you how many times can you even really wear those you know what I'm saying like niggas is not even wearing shoes during that period no one's wearing shoes like niggas is like putting plastic bags on them all types of weird shit like they're just iced like now utilities coming into play the the dope person in the room wears the shoes. Yeah. He's got them out. He's wearing them. They're scuffed up a little bit. Like, th- it's impossible for me to do this because I'm going to give away too many fucking fashion cues. I'm way too fucking fly to be talking about fashion. Let's just move to the next thing. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all niggas about to get extra why, sauce. Why are about you to get upset? Extra sauce for are you free. okay? Like, I feel like. Because I'm like, I got all the guns. I do. I really do have a chip on my shoulder. I've met Kanye West. I've had the conversations with him. I sat in the studios with him and shit. And we're talking about his sneakers that didn't come out, nigga. Like, come on, bro. Let's move to the next thing. You know this podcast is about Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got the, the sto- I want to get to Kanye's stories. I want to get to that shit. Okay, bet. Let's bet, get bet. to the show. We can talk about But if show. we want to talk about his shoes, if we want to talk about shoes, I did say that the first ones are the best ones. And the reason I fuck with the first ones more than any other ones, they're the one shoe that I could have on and walk into a room. I know Kanye West is going to walk into the same room. We're not going to have the same shoes on. It's literally the only shoe. That's it. Mm. It's just the first one. That's it. And he's like under contract to never be able to wear that shoe again. Wow. So that's the only that's the only Kanye West shoe I get because I'm the guy that fucking uh, be in the room and that nigga walk in, and I've been in the room when that nigga walked in and everyone's dressed just like him and it's like that Cat Williams joke like you feel like the the Bentley until the Bentley pull up and then you the Chrysler 300 and shit that's a, literally a whole room of these niggas look like that. Dang. Mm-hmm. So you spend so much money just to hold his dick, really. Like niggas spend thousands of dollars and have the Kanye West costume on. That nigga just show up and your girl looking at both of y'all like, this is crazy. I don't home with this guy. <laughs> <Fucking nuts. laughs> 
<laughs> he got a Margiela. This idiot got a Margiela mask on on the subway. Like, I right, fuck with this dude. Uh, <laughs> I've right. been there. I've been there. Let's talk about the show. Uh, let's say everybody read the article about. Whoa. All right. I forgot to use this shirt. I got, I got a gift for you. I got to uh, use this torch shirt and shit. I was going to toss you and shit, man. It's oh, a man. Big on me. Yeah, it's a little bit big on me. I'll toss that to you. I'd appreciate that. I'm pull it through. Yeah, nobody got this. This is you had to work on the tour to get that shirt. What? You had to work on the tour. You had if you weren't working on the tour, you don't got that shirt. Uh, somebody was working the tour in our section and shit. It's like just a green shirt. You threw everybody on the tour that works on the tour. Event staff had a Yeezus event staff shirt, so it's not tour merch. It's like tour merch. But yeah, somebody oh, that was working the event and shit, uh, fucking, we were all just going nuts. Like, yo, that's crazy. He even has like y'all got the sh- fucking clothes. He was like, yeah. And I was like, do you even like Kanye? He was like, nah, this is like my job. And I was like, yo, I'll buy that shirt off you right now, $50. He was like, just find me after. I'll give it to you. And I'm going to give it to you. Oh, man. I appreciate that, Dame. Don't don't take my word on it. Yeah, I might hear this later and be like, eh. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, nah, hey, yeah, get on Dame. You know what I'm saying? I'll fuck with you. Nah, I've always fucked with you. And I think you're a very fly kid, too, and shit, man. Man. So hopefully, hopefully this is falling into the right hands. Man, I met, I met Dame in Boston. He, uh, he gets on stage. He's like, hey. The dude at the door, he was tripping. You know what I'm saying? I got to do this set and leave because I'm about to get kicked out of here. And then just like did his set. I was like, who who is this person? How did, you know what I'm saying? How did this event happen <laughs> Yo, where he got I'm into black, it with the bouncer but still was able to do dude. his set? Like Blacked on him. I was on the flyer. I was like, I just blacked on him. It was completely blacked on him. I got to stop doing that shit though. But no, nah, Dame helped me get hooked up with some people that when I first moved here. So I really do, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate you, man. Where, where, we gotta fuck around in Atlanta one time. So For I, real, yeah, real talk. I, yo, that's the name uh, Caspi bringing up when I'm out there. Like, yo, I know you know Rob Hayes. I'm like, I do know Rob Hayes. Yeah. I know Rob Hayes. Yeah. But yeah, we gotta fuck around in Atlanta. We'll, we'll talk about that on a festival or something. Yo, we got um, Alligator Boots. There was an article about that. That's where Kanye and Kim met um, the. Uh, pilot for a tv show it was gonna have puppets rhyme fest was involved it was uh produced by the uh same people that produced crank yankers jimmy kimmel jimmy kimmel john kimmel uh and who else was in it um, Everybody. Hmm? i think i think the other big name i think we got underscored is how big like rhyme fest played in this i didn't know like he was like the main on like, Ye shit or on Crank on, No, no, on this on this this puppet show that they were on making. On Alligator Boots, yeah. Where he kinda like I mean he the I think he's did the theme song. He was like the main character of the puppet. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Who, his Rhyme? idea. Rhyme Fest. Yeah. Rhyme oh no, I knew that was Rhyme Fest's idea and shit. That's probably why it didn't pop, yo. And again, that's like just some that's suppression shit, man. Like Rhyme Fest wrote like Kyle Dropout <coughs> by himself. Like no one really helped him out too too much. I think Tyler Quali might have helped out a little bit, but like <clears throat> Rhymefest was writing those songs on Ye's beats. Like he was just rapping on them shits, and then Ye was hearing them and like, "I'm gonna re-rap this shit." And then he would play the beat for somebody like, oh, "I ain't fucking with the beat." And then he would just play the fucking the joints, and next like, "Who the fuck is that rapping?" But that was Rhymefest. Rhymefest stand a comedian from Chicago and shit, man. That nigga's GD. Like he got Rhymefest like, is a comedian. That's why the first album's so funny and shit, bro. One thousand percent, and then um yeah, after he sold Rhymefest, Mad Rhymefest got a real story. If you look him up, he's like he's a he's a kind of disgruntled a uh, good music motherfucker. That guy nigga got a story about how uh Ye fucking took a basically a shirt off of his back. A girl was like, I like his shirt, Ben. He's like, all right, that's my shirt. What? That's kind of was. 
Where, where? <laughs> he hanging out with a girl, when? and the girl, he's like, "Don't you like my shirt?" And she was like, "Ah, oh, it's nice. I guess I like his shirt more." And he's like, "I would. All right, we switching shirts. That does my shirt now." But okay, what kind of person would give they shirt up? A nigga that's getting told he gonna make a motherfucking TV show with HBO down the line if you just keep helping me fucking do if this you just shit. Keep I got giving you. Me these shirts. <laughs> I got you. I don't like it unless it's brand new. You always see this as a thing though. Kanye wants to drop an album, should pop, and then whoever did the most work on that album single comes out right after the album but it comes out in the middle of kanye west's first single and however however they remix that single and in the middle of his second single that guy's single will drop so lupe fiasco will drop like kick push or some shit and then kanye west will drop fucking uh touch the sky okay it just it's overshadows whatever you already have going on and he does that all the time there's no artist that he hasn't done that to right on kick cut it <sighs> who is my brother I mean, I don't know if I agree with that. That's cool. I mean, like, okay, okay. If Rhymefest wrote all this stuff, then why, when we listen to Rhymefest, does it not sound like he don't have the he don't got the personality or the cadence of Kanye West? But now that hold on, but now that I've told you this, now that I've told you this, when you go back and listen to it, you'll hear Rhymefest. The shit you want to hear from Rhymefest, you'll hear it. Listen to that song, brand new. When he's like, I don't like it unless it's brand new, brand new. Like that's a Rhymefest song. But this this tape, this this B-roll tape of Kanye West saying, like, I got this new song that sounds like I don't like this brand. I might do this to it or I might do that to it. He's just talking about, Ron, like, those are Ron Fest records. And these are the points that Ron Fest brings up when people interview him. He's like, yo, you could kind of see where this nigga was taking all this stuff. The whole funny shit is gone. Second album is gone. And that's Ron Fest is gone. And the second album, if you want to get into that, is written by who? Consequence, Lupe Fiasco. John Brown, obviously on the keys, he's doing the scoring and shit like that and doing all that shit. But it's written by like Common, uh, fucking Consequence, and uh, Lupe Fiasco. That's most of the second album. Is nothing funny on the second album? There's some stuff that's funny on it a little bit, but most of it is really fucking good lyric. Kanye West came out like, I couldn't afford a four escort or even a four track recorder, so it's only right that I let the top drop on the drop top portions for myself. That's important. If it, you know what I mean? That's Lupe Fiasco rapping. That's that's Lupe, that's Lupe Fiasco in consequence. Well, what, what about two dykes that look Christina Milian like, hmm, I'll be on time for that. That might be, that might be yay. No lines that might rhyme with that. That might be yay, because he didn't think of a good line that could rhyme with that. <laughs> so that, yeah. <laughs> I'm on board for that. That's a good one, man. Good pointing that out, Rob. I know more about this than you. Is all I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put all the pieces together when we get to my story. I put pieces together, but I know, I know who's who and what's what. You want get to, the, you want get to the next album? I'll tell you who wrote that one. Who wrote the next album? Well, graduation. Yeah, graduation is yeah. written by Big Sean, T Pain, and I want to say there's one person I'm missing. If somebody's name is gonna go unmentioned, it's gonna come to me down the line and shit. But mostly by Big Sean and T Pain. Both those are the most main studios. Oh, Common, obviously. Fuck, shit, I'm fucking tripping. This is when Common actually fucking uh, believed Kanye West. It was after that one he they believed him, and he didn't need none of the other guys no more. He tried to just sink on Common because Common was actually helping him get more attention from Jay Z. Like Common was saying shit that Jay Z was like, I fuck with that. He's an old head. That's where he got most of the attention he got from Jay Z. Because Kanye West was fucking with flashing the pan rappers. Those niggas weren't really established artists. Common was like, all right, whatever beats I don't use and shit, you could just rap on this shit. And all Kanye West shit got super soulful and super Chicago for that particular time. Also, uh, he did a super duper flow. That's 16-year-old Big Sean flow. That's He's on uh, Haters Giving Me Salty Looks, Lowry's, 
that's Big Sean wrote that. And so many rappers ran with that sound. So many rappers ran with that sound, pretending to be Kanye West that they didn't even know they were sucking Big Sean dick. That's what Drake and Big Sean's whole beef is about. It's like, nigga, you trying to be him, but surprise, that was me doing that the whole time. Next album, Kid Cudi, Plain Pat, my brother, my fucking brother. He, I'm, I'm only sending this to Plain Pat. And the reason I picked Robocop is because he got the video. If Plain Pat wasn't such a recluse, I'd have this nigga on fucking FaceTime right now just showing y'all the video and shit. Because that's where he met Amber Rose in that video. And they didn't put it out because she was like, they're going to just think I'm a video vixen for the rest of my life. And if he would have put it out, that's where she would have been at. But she she's in the, out. I know what them girls like video. That wasn't that wasn't a, that was that was before Kanye West. He he yeah. he found out about her through that. He said he seen that video with uh, Chris Brown and Ludacris. There was a bald headed chick in the video. He was like, oh, I gotta have that, and that's like a Kanye West weirdo thing. And then he brought her to the video shoot. He fell in love with her, and it was like, we're not gonna put this out. There's a Robocop video though, starring Amber Rose. Yeah, I put a link to the uh, to like whatever clip is online. But yeah, um, that nigga fucking you know, <laughs> he was uh, he used to play that all the time. You could go to his crib and just kind of see that shit. Up. Yeah, playing Pat, what up? That's my dude. Man. Um, okay. What about this article about D Ant well, D Antwood, they animated his story, him and uh Kanye hooping. They threw in I didn't I didn't knew about the banana pudding thing. They threw in the hooping story. That was way more detailed than I think we got the first time. About him hooping at Drake's place. I personally think Ninja's whack. He is whack. He's, I he's, think Ninja's way. Super like I, I who's, this? who's the guy? Ninja from Diane Wood. I don't know. Diane Wood. I don't know. You know. I think it's Diane Wood, but it's he says he's a rapper. Their music videos used to be so dope, but for him to call somebody weird, he's like the one of the weirdest people in music. You know what I'm saying? All his videos have like maggots and like people like running around with like. No shit, like they're all like freaking crazy. Is weird. Is weird. Definitely like an insult. Like is that coming? Like is that in the context of an insult? The way he, the way he's he saying was the way saying he's it talking was, about Kanye. The way he was saying it like was Kanye's it was, weirdness offends him. Yeah. Mm, mm, okay. Like 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 he couldn't understand what was going on. And it's like I think Kanye probably sees Ninja and was like, oh, I got to be weird with this guy because this guy's an eccentric dude. But then also, you know, I mean, telling the banana pudding story again, it's like we heard that a year ago. It's like, come on. And the the banana pudding. And the more. Rehash me with the banana pudding. (laughs) He he was saying that uh, he's chilling at Kanye's house. Then they go. They go in. uh, Kanye's like, you want to play basketball? Because he he had some sixes on. So he's like, oh, you want to go hoop? So they go to hoop at Drake's house next door. So Drake and his squad. So then there's this whole thing about Deant Wood said some stuff about Drake on Instagram, and then they end up being on tour together. People with, like people in Drake's camp was mad at him or whatever. So they like playing super hard. Drake's dominating or whatever. Then Kanye's like friend <laughs> comes, and then they end up winning the games. He says Kanye like throws up wild shots the whole time. Yeah, he's wild with the with the basketball, but he's he's ultra competitive. I don't think there's anything that he's not like a super competitor at. Cause um, then, there's an 808 story uh, in Hawaii. He bought everybody um, uh, Air Jordan Aqua Eight Fusions. Cause nobody Fusions. Had, yeah, nobody had nobody had uh, nobody had sneakers to play ball. Like nobody had sneakers. What you call it? Uh, really though, was telling us about that about hooping in Hawaii. Yeah, and he bought everybody the Aqua Eight Fusions, and it's like no one was ever supposed to leak the fact that this nigga had fusions on and shit. But yeah, he's fucking definitely even Mr. Hudson. 
every single person <laughs> yeah every person had to, yeah, had to get him yeah. every single person had to get him and shit he's he like yeah i don't play basketball you play now yeah yeah okay yeah y'all had y'all had the story already all right cool 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 um, I ain't get no easy eights. I mean, it's not get no awkward so. Yo, so Drake, they said, records his basketball games and cuts highlights of <laughs> oh, all the times he makes That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And he CGI has a Kentucky uniform on it. That's or some shit crazy. like that. So they go That's back. Funny. They go back to Ye's crib, and then uh, Ye turns on some anal porn. <laughs> And so then later, Ye is like, "Hey, this is like the do you like version of the Dave Chappelle Prince story and shit, man? Do you do you like banana pudding?" And so Dean was like, "I don't know what that means, blah blah. blah. <laughs> I don't know what that means." He says, "Travis Scott comes over. He's like, do you like banana pudding?'" He's like, "Yeah." So then they, he was like, "Kim made some banana pudding." So Travis they, Scott is actually weird though. They eat the banana pudding. Dean would feel so awkward. I mean, Ninja feels so awkward. That he, he does the dishes. <laughs> yeah, he it was like clearly you was uncomfortable. You trying to make it like, oh man, this is so weird, blah blah blah. Like if you had somebody else crib and you do the dishes, like hey, you just took an L. Yeah, and then he left and deleted his Kanye's number. It was like I just don't want to deal with Kanye ever again. But that I gotta tell you though, I feel like if you are a Kanye West fan and you bump into that nigga shit, that's just probably soul crushing. Like it's like there's no real get. I bumped that into shit. him. It was cool. You doing a whole podcast about him, nigga. What are you talking about? What you mean? You didn't make it out. <laughs> you didn't make it out. Like, if you're supposed to bump into him, that's supposed to inspire you to probably either go up or you're just basically going to get crushed under the weight of Kanye West. We're doing a Kanye West podcast. We've talked about nothing but Kanye West this entire time. I don't know if you've gotten past meeting him yet. <laughs> don't know. What you if mean? You past that. Uh, a lot of times I feel like he stunts people's uh, fucking uh, creativity. Like, where you could probably think you could be able to go because you have this idea in your head about who he is and you meet him and you're like, damn, that's not exactly what I thought. Some people can't walk away from that. That's what I'm saying. That guy deleted his number. But everybody's experience isn't like that. When I met him, it was cool. I said you either go up or down. I mean, you know what I mean? Some people it works out. Some people it don't work out. I, all right. I want to hear some of these stories because I feel like, you know. Yeah, we got to uh, get we gotta get into Kim it. Kim Kardashian was on The View. We didn't really learn too much except for they went to that. Japan. Was that like a family thing? The whole family went? Uh... I think she said just her and yeah, but probably the family. You know the person in that family I'm probably most fascinated is uh, Saint. Because it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is that guy? Like, what is he going to be? What's going to happen with this kid? This is nuts. This might be like the second coming and some shit. You know Kanye West is going to like try to mold that nigga exactly into whatever he wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? You think he's going to like be like a Jaden Smith? Or you think it's going to be even more intense? I don't know. Like, I don't, know. Intense, I don't like, know. I don't He's know. already behind Assad. So, yeah, I'm about to say Assad already cooking. Like, like he got fuck Jay Z. You got to beat Assad first. You got to rip that kid's throat out. And there's two Jay Z kids now. There's two new Jay Z kids. One was yeah. a, one was a dude, right? They got a whole girl group. It's there's, a dude. No, there's a dude. There's is a, a fraternal twins. I believe it's a two one boy. dudes. Nah, it's one boy, one girl. One boy, one she had, girl. She had twins, so it's one boy and one's a girl. I believe so. Right? Am I tripping? It's two. She had two girls. I don't know. There's no Jay Z boy yet. Damn, Jay Z's fucking cursed. Yeah, man, it makes sense. Song cry. Yeah, I'm saying, yo, oh, yeah, we're... <laughs> I was thinking Once a good verse. girl's gone bad, it's <laughs> gone forever. <laughs> uh, damn, I was in my feelings just now. It's definitely my feelings just now. Yeah, Kanye West, great guy, uh, family man. What more can I say about him? So I want to. Okay, what happened? Like, okay, so it, 
how many times have you met Ye? What happened uh, the first time you met Ye? Uh, first time I met him, I, I wasn't allowed to talk to him. It was like one of those things where uh, you're not allowed to say anything unless he says something to you, and you're not allowed to take your phone out of your pocket for any absolutely any reason at all. It's like an event? It's um, like a You had to sign an NDA? Nah, we was just chilling in somebody's crib, and you're like, you know, just respectful of their crib. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you don't want to take pictures and then it be like in somebody's house because maybe he's not supposed to be at that house. Maybe they don't want people to know. You know what I mean? People, don't touch the TV. Yeah, that's <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's fucking hilarious. For context, I did touch whoever. Who's, whose TV is this? Uh, we're, we're in the Forever Dog Studios. Yeah, yeah. All right, yo, my bad, Forever Dogs. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to all my dogs forever. <laughs> okay, so where's this? Okay, you said you have spoken to him. Yeah, I actually got a chance to have a conversation with him. I was on some shit like I'm trying to make this dude laugh. I was like, what if I can get kind of but I did. It did not work. It did not work out my favor at all. And uh, he asked me too. He was. He said, "Have you ever heard any like black racist jokes?" And I was like, nah, not really. I was like, what, like, what does he mean by that and shit? And then he's like, um, like you know, jokes like that white people tell to black pe- about black people when, when like black people might not be around. And I was like, nah. And he was like, damn, like he seemed like like saddened by that a little bit. And, but it like got me thinking. I was like, he's probably been in so many circles where like mm. he walks in and then everyone just stops laughing. Like, what did you guys just say? It's like, uh, no, nothing, Kanye, nothing at all. So like, he probably wanted to hear like a really racist joke. I didn't have that ready for. Him. Dang, that's such a specific request. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I fumbled. I was that was one. Of, I was telling you, like some people was just like, Ugh. and then Pusha T was like, "Damn, I thought you was funny." I was like, "Oh, oh man!" But then he would try to make you that guy. It's like, "This is my racist joke guy." Where I go to, I got, I got the joke. <laughs> I got the joke. <laughs> I got the fucking joke. I got it ready. I got it. Damn you! You have a a mullet right now. You have a shag. Well, how would you describe it? Uh. It's more like a duck flip. This is actually my 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 hair dude right here. He actually okay. puts this together and shit. It's a little bit more geometrical. Um, you know what I would describe it as? You ever seen like um, fucking uh, Grace Jones? It's probably something yeah. like Grace Jones would rock like in her older age. Like you okay. know, what I mean? she's just kind of just trying to just be chill. I got you. That was a big style inspiration for me growing up. Was Grace Jones? Really? Yeah, because no one had really ever seen anything like her, and then at that time, a supermodel looked like Cindy Crawford. I mean, I feel like, uh, I don't know, by the time my introduction to Grace Jones is Strong J, so it's Boomerang, a little, right? Yeah, Boomerang, yeah. so But it's I mean, little, just that too, it's like you, you probably had never seen anything like that before Strong J. I mean, Eddie Murphy is a very stylish dude. That dude's seen a little bit of brilliance in her, and he kind of like helped push her to the forefront, I feel like. Uh, like he did pretty much everyone else he put in that particular movie, um, yeah. Martin or Chris Rock, etc. Martin is air humping in the first <laughs> scene. They yes. look in the break room, he's telling the story. He humping the air like that's that's <laughs> the opening to that movie. I think Pops is in that movie too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John he, Witherspoon. He put, John, um, Gene is in the movie as well yeah, too. Uh, yeah. David Allen Greer is in the movie. Tisha Campbell's next to her neighbor. He got yeah. his hands dirty. He got his hands dirty in that movie. Boomerang. Boomerang is a, is an ill movie. It's a a career saver. Like career Eddie saver. Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Uh, think about the movies before Boomerang. It's like another forty eight hours. Um, well, I mean, Eddie Murphy, you got to understand, is like the first black. Eddie Murphy revolutionized the way black people are portrayed in movies. Like, he did that shit with one scene inside Golden, Golden Child. Have you ever seen the movie Golden Child? Before that, his introduction. Nah, it was the movie Golden Child. No, 48 Hours. 48 Hours. With 48 the, Hours. At the bar, the you talking about the bar scene? The bar scene. Yeah. It was the movie. It was the movie. Um, 
Because 48 Hours, uh, is what I'm trying to tell you, is not a vehicle designed for Eddie Murphy. That's a buddy cop film. It wasn't a vehicle designed for Eddie Murphy. Golden Child is a vehicle designed for Eddie Murphy because of you what you see in 48 Hours. You're saying buddy cop movie like that, but that is was the thing. No, no, no. Hold on. 48 Hours you. made that whole thing happen. You know what I mean? Nah, that's fair. And I'm going to just get to my point is that was Nick Nolte's vehicle. That movie was designed for Nick Nolte. Eddie Murphy became a breakout star because of that. And then they had to actually make black roles, nigga. They had to say, you don't need a partner. Golden Child. You don't need a but there's no no team golden child. Same nigga running around with the gun. You don't need a partner. There was the partner in Buddy Cops is the leash. The white guy kind of tells the black guy what to do because audiences weren't really ready for a black guy running around with a gun. Mm. Enters Golden Child. I'm gonna show you the scene. Have you seen Golden Child? Everyone seen the movie Golden yeah. Child? All right, yeah. the movie Golden Child is a scene where <clears throat> Eddie Murphy is chasing a, 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 a suspect. Eddie Murphy's a cop. He's chasing a suspect. The suspect's running through backyards and shit like that. He hops over one fence, Eddie Murphy hops over after him. He hops over another fence, Eddie Murphy hops over after him. He hops over another fence, he lands in a, a yard filled with a, it's a, it's a family eating, eating a fucking a, a picnic or a barbecue or whatever. It's a family. Mm-hmm. The suspect, a white guy he's chasing, lands in the yard and keeps running. The guy grabs his kids. The white father grabs both his kids. It's a, a daughter and a, and a son. He puts his arm around like, oh my God, he's frightened. The guy lands. Eddie Murphy's chasing him. He jumps over with a gun. The other guy had a gun too. Eddie Murphy jumps over with a gun. The white guy, the father, puts his arm around his wife and says, oh my God. Eddie Murphy walks up to the table with the gun and says, like, hey, I just want a chip. I just want a potato chip. See, I'm just taking a potato chip. The kid laughs. The wife laughs. The dad laughs. He eats the potato chip. He continues to chase the bad guy. He's here to help. Every movie after that is done like that. All right. Anytime you see a black guy in a movie and he's becoming a star, he has a gun in his hand, he's sweating, and he's stopping. Whatever Denzel Washington is doing. Denzel Washington is one of the sexiest man six times, in a, uh, six times in his lifetime. Like, sexiest mm-hmm. man in the world six times in his lifetime since he's been making films. He's never been in a romantic comedy or anything that even has a remotely romantic lead. They cannot pitch him as that because the white America is scared of that. So what he does is he saves you from a plane crash, a train cla- uh, bank robbery. He's just there. He's there to help. Okay. He's there to help. Eddie Murphy's did that. He, re- he revolutionized what you can possibly do with a black person. And then they just ran him through the gamut. They said, how many movies until they tap out? Can he get three movies? Beverly Hills Cop 3. Uh, can we put him in a dress? How many roles can he play? Can he do 10? We only have to cut one check? Can you do 10 roles? Night Professor. It's like he sets all this stuff up. And then he's Can he the- talk to animals? Give. <laughs> Write the check. Eddie Murphy. I mean, no, I'm, a, I'm a huge Billion Eddie Murphy fan. Like, you okay. know, you I preach hope, it yo, to the I choir hope you, right I hope you, now. I hope you keep the same energy. I hope you keep the same energy down the line. I'm a huge Eddie Murphy fan. I think he's got some good news coming. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm saying I just think he got what some good news. What is that I, you I, mean? I think Eddie Murphy has some good news coming and shit. I think uh, he's, he's probably about to get into some projects. And you're saying that he might be washed up. So I'm just saying, like, you know. I didn't say he was washed up. You said, you said that he didn't make good films anymore. No, no, I no, didn't no, no, say no. that. I was saying, I was saying I think, that he went he through a slump in 1990, didn't put out a movie in 1991, and then 1992 comes out with Boomerang. Okay, That's yeah, all yeah. I was saying. And That's just a f- reflection of that time. In Boomerang, um, I I'm, would, I've seen every Eddie Murphy movie. And I I've seen s- a thousand words. I've seen all oh, of. Oh shit! Jesus <laughs> Christ! Jesus! Christ. You seen Dave? Yeah, I seen me day. Damn, come on, that's crazy. That's that's good. Hey man, you see, you see Osmosis Jones? Yeah, I seen Osmosis Jones. Not Eddie Murphy. That's, that's Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Osmosis Eddie Murphy's not Osmosis Jones. I seen it. It's Chris. That's Rock. how you know I oh, seen shit. it. Damn. Eddie Murphy not I never seen it. Come on, man. I never seen it at all. Come on, you seen hey, both Shrek, Thanksgiving seen, special? Let's go. Well, I mean, and then and then this is the end all be all. It's Shrek. 
It's like, yo, can this motherfucker that used to wear the red suit and curse and grab his dick and talk really bad about homosexuals, can that nigga be in a motherfucking Disney film? Come He's on, Mushu man. Mulan. I seen Mushu, man. Come on. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, and, and, and I'm talking about that's the end all be all, though. It's like a lot of our huge names, they just get that huge check and then you can't really be who you want to be no more. I'm trying, I'm trying to circumvent I've heard that all three Eddie Murphy albums. Uh, Live in Washington, I believe, was last. Oh one. wait, no, it's more than three now. No, oh, it's four. Shit. four, four uh, he four, wasn't Osmosis Jones. Four music. <laughs> no, no, no. I forgot. I forgot about. I forgot about the new reggae album. I forgot ah, about that. Shit. Ah, you know what I'm though. saying? That's enough. Yeah. That's enough. That's more than. Yo, enough we got. We got to get into the song. You we got to get to the song. Yo, Dame, you chose the song RoboCop off of VH1 Storytellers. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite jams of all time. I what made you choose this song? Uh, I used to just listen to that shit all the time for like went to school and it was like everyone's like cheering and shit. So it's like that the cheering for me. It's like a good way to wake up. But then um also I like the talk over at the end of it. If yeah, if you've seen a lot of the tours, like before he went ramp mode, he used to just like sing and there would be like a melody or a reprise and like, you know, he would drop beats out and he would he would kind of like be on some maestro shit. He'd be like, I right, I just want the drums and then a live band would just do be doing drums like, Alright, let's do this chorus. But uh he goes into this refrain where he's like, um, uh, that was your good one, your first good one in a while. Like he's talking like uh, like yeah. Jack Back from Tenacious D. I think he even mentions that on the track. He's like, uh, I like to do this because it, it reminds me of when Jack Black used to do Tenacious D, and I'm a huge fan of that. And I'm a huge fan of Tenacious D as well. It's just that comedic tangent to it. It kind of was like, oh, that's like doing comedy, but also like doing music at the same time. He's improvising, and um, I just I, I like that entire thing. The video was really dope. Like nigga laying on the ground and just dancing and all that shit. That shit was kind of tight. And uh, also, uh, it was like one of the one songs on there that like was like su- super cut. I, that, that whole 808 shit is like obviously you know Kid Cudi did that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, we wanna get into that, okay? So fucking um, <laughs> yeah, it was just like super cut. <laughs> Up until then, all the records um that Kid Cudi uh, like had been um sending into Kanye West at that time, I was privy to listen to like a super crazy leaked version of that that sounded more like the Storytellers version than the version that was on the album. Yo, I felt like we missed out when he's like, there was more, like when he was like, we go to the movies, movies and, and we, we laugh, laugh at different jokes. Blah, blah, blah. There was a lot blah, more, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember. Yeah. That shit was dope. That shit was dope. Yeah. I, and it's so true. Like, that is such a sign. Like, if somebody's yeah, humor is shit, not like dude. your humor, okay, so you're like, the they laugh at a fart joke. It was definitely, like, ah, yeah, it was a definitely. Slow turn. It's like. It was a definitely a taste at someone's taste on humor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was like, oh, Kanye West thinks Jack Black is a-. Like, if he had been like, I'd pick this song because, you know, it reminds me of, like, fucking, I don't want to say Dan Cook. I already said that. But it reminds me of, like, you know, a comedian that I do not respect their work. Then I'm like, ugh. We're not going to disrespect Dan Cook on nah, this podcast, Nah, not at all. I man. fuck with Dan Cook, man. Shout out to Dan all Cook. the Sufi people out there. If oh, still- shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but um, I fucked I fucked with that one because it re- it reminded me a lot of the leak and it reminded me a lot of um again like fucking the shit. It wasn't even a song so much. It was all the shit at the end. It was yeah, like, the personality who was kind of playing on the record was like super engaging. That's it. You must be kidding me. You must be joking or you are smoking. That's my fucking uh, cause you pick you picked the story times. I just think that that might be like my favorite one to watch. Yeah, it's the vid- everything the, about that was just great, man. Everything of, about of that like was the great. performances that you can actually catch of like full performances online. I think that might be my favorite one. The whole the whole thing is like because it's weird. It's intimate, but it's big. 
Yeah, it's like the the like the everybody around the whole setup, the lights, everything is like is is a it's a perfect kind of like just bringing everything together. It's weird. Yeah, I I mean it makes me I get mad with him when he talks about the uh, the doctor that uh, operated on his mom coming out with a book, mm-hmm. you know, and then like I'm like like cheer for him when he's like fifty. <laughs> look at me now. I'm on the ground, you know, like yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) That whole that whole uh, version of Kanye West, I felt was like probably like his most uh, creative and expressive. Yeah, at that time, I wish he would still have like those core like people around him and shit. Also, Jesus, I think Jesus was super expressive as well too. Yeah, I feel like I feel like people don't like eight oh eight. Real Jesus, Jesus written by a bunch of. There's a bunch of stink on that. I mean, the the real Jesus might not never ever come out. I heard that shit was like. 60 tracks or something crazy like that like he just kept recording what? yeah there's like a long version of Jesus that never came out but fucking um the condensed version i mean most of that is like bougie bonton travis scott is on there a whole bunch but those two guys mainly um i know on site comes from like the middle of like a session like a with daft punk with daft punk really yeah so that's it's fire. like like that's why i like the the sound like mm, that's mm, that's from mm, like a mm, distorted yeah, yeah. guitar okay. but that's, that's like the middle that's so and um, I know Rick Rubin was working with him too. So Kanye mm-hmm. West would send him beats, and then he would be like, Rick would just mangle him. He'd be like, This is not what I sent you. Like, you were supposed to just fix the drums, and then he would just fuck it up and he send would, it back. Yeah. Like, deal with this. But yeah, um, he was staying in Paris at the time, and he was just working with like really, really shitty recording uh, like uh, equipment. Like, he was trying to go for like a vintage feel, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And like, he was expressing um, like a lot of frustration because you would get the vintage shit which is like nine times out of ten is analog i don't know if you guys have been in a recording studio but a lot of that old shit is like analog and kind of like not outdated but it's like not what the industry standard is so you would be bringing technically like a someone getting in your car and having a cassette tape you'd be like play this and they'd be like we don't have the because he's in he's in paris he's not like he's in la where like they could just go into like a fucking a school a studio right. like a recording school that just has all this shit but he was in paris so he was just dealing with like a lot of that shit and uh the people that would fly in to work with them and shit would just usually do wind up doing most of the work and he would just work on whatever you know cook up and kind of left so a lot of it was like travis scott uh he had a project at the time coming out called al Farrell, and yeah, I, was like, I remember that yeah i was close to that situation and For then out yeah and then al Farrell would just get like pushed back more and more like songs would disappear off of it like you know what i mean and then they would just pop up with like kanye west would just have them and dang yeah you remember the um Kanye at the uh when he was at the bowl when he was at the birthday bowl I mean uh, fucking in uh the Palladium maybe No 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 at at the uh Thanksgiving Day parade nope in like 2012 He's dressed like Travis Scott in like one of those Al Ferrell videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he got on nah. a leather bandana. Yeah, yeah, it gets crazy. I'm telling coat. you, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I'm talking about like I was, I was like uh, Travis Scott's manager is uh, like I'm like super cool. Tra- one of Travis Scott's managers and shit. But that nigga, I was sleeping on his couch, uh, fucking in L.A. And like he would get calls in like the middle of the night, and uh, he wasn't even managing Travis Scott at this time. He would just get calls from people in L.A. Like, yo, this kid just showed up to the fucking to the club. Uh, with a fucking uh, trench coat on, no shirt under, and like some skinny ass jeans, and he's talking about like he's about to sign to Kanye West. They gotta let him in. Like they just throwing him out of every place and shit. Like that's what Travis Scott was Dang. at that time. And, yeah, and then Kanye was just kind of like just sapped all that shit. He he's just mostly I think is inspired by Tyler the Creator more than anyone else though. Mm. Like that's the um uh, I think Tyler the Creator was like the first artist to like scare Kanye West. You know what I mean? 
That's crazy because when Yeezus came out, that's when like Wolf came out. And I would listen to those back to back. He yeah, he got sent a lot of see, this is the, some whack shit that Kanye was to do. Like he used to send um uh damn, I don't know how I can say that. There was somebody that was a mutual friend between two of those, and that guy would send the music to him, and then he would send it to Kanye West. And then that's how Kanye West got put on the like death grips and all that shit. But when Kanye West tweeted out that Yonkers shit, it was like almost an accident. He thought he was sending an email. Wow. Yeah, so he didn't even know. Like he was like, This is crazy. He thought he was sending an email to somebody. He didn't really even know he was sending a tweet. And it's like just turned in a really dope look for that person. But Tyler was in New York City and he was in New York City for a minute, just like sleeping on Plain Pat's couch and like Plain Pat was just playing records. Basically the same boot camp Kid Cudi went through. He just playing all mm. those records. So when you hear Kid Cudi's first album, that's all Plain Pat just kind of pushing his expertise and music onto him, like band of horses and fuck just all those dope or fucking indie bands that uh he wouldn't know. He like he put him on the MGMT and Rattat. Mm. That's mm. where Cudi gets all that flavor from. He's from Shaker Shaker Heights, he didn't really have that that all comes from playing pat it's whatever 40 noah does to drake he's like hey listen to flaming lips listen to fucking uh this fucking french band and shit and then drake samples that and puts it out to to you know he puts his stank on and shit that's basically what he would do with kanye west but he basically sat and took whatever tyler thought was cool and he would just send it to that to that dude and then that's that album wow he's just fighting the youth but to me, like, that's corny. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, why not just big him up in the beginning? Like, why try to fucking, like, you've been here for forever. And you could tell, like, each artist comes and they kind of just change the direction. Like, Kanye just, like, lost it, I feel like, at 808s. Like, he probably had met Cuddy and was just like, I'll never be able to do that shit. Like, I already got myself boxed in as being so blown on my ego. How am I going to lay on the floor? And, like, Kid Cuddy slept on floors, recorded all shit laying down on the floor. Would work, wash dishes, you know, walk. To work, walk back, you know, 150 blocks there, 150 blocks back and shit. And he would just lay on D-Dot floor, like literally just lay on the floor and record like to the recorder and shit like that. And then this nigga would make the beats. Like he's just asleep in this nigga's basement in, Bro- in Brooklyn, right? Where's my man's? Shit. In Brooklyn, uh, fucking, and Kanye West, you know, didn't really have that. He didn't have that type of uh, game plan or strategy to be vulnerable. Like, you know what I mean? He was mm-hmm. kind of like, you know. Super ego, braggadocio and shit. And that's how rap usually was. It, uh, I, I feel like comedy is like that as well, too. Black comedy and white comedy. Like, yeah. white comedy, when it's work, operating at its highest level, because um, I believe for comedy to take place, for human to take place, it has to be a little bit of pain. Somebody has to get hurt in order for someone to laugh. And even the stupidest joke, if I tell you, like, a riddle, the pain is you didn't know the answer. You're like, damn, how did I know that? that even that little bit of anguish, that's what that laugh is worth. But... You got to go through that pain to have the humor, right? So mm-hmm. like a white dude would be like super self-deprecating because they had not been through the same struggles as a black dude. A black dude is kind of more braggadocio. They got their fronts all the way up. If they making fun of some, if they making a joke, it's usually making fun of someone else. It's not making fun of them. Nine times out of ten, it's bragging about how much better they are than this person or that person or whatever and shit. That's how black comedy in like the '90s like looked and sounded. And your guys you looked up to. As a rap, as a as a rapper or a young artist, would be like probably a stand-up comedian in like whatever dope rapper was out at the time. It's not country music singing about what was me, my bitch left me. It's like yo, I'm taking your bitch. I'm got this type of car, like you know what I mean, etc. It's like he really didn't know how to cross over to that world. And Kid Cudi already had nothing, and he was being groomed by a guy that only listened to rock music in the daytime. That's it. If you ever see playing Pat at Epstein's and shit, dude, that nigga's playing the fucking sticks. He's playing motherfucking, uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. 70s rock and shit. And he would just like kind of groom Cuddy with all that shit. And Kanye West like, you know, heard it was like, oh shit, I got to fuck, fuck with this. 
So much so he changed the trajectory of that entire album. You got to think, Kanye West is a genius, and he had a big plan, and he was going to push that through. The first three albums is like college dropout, late registration, mm -hmm. graduation, mm -hmm. and then what? What was the other one supposed to Good be? Good-ass job. Nope. Kid Cudi King. And he never made an album without Kid Cudi since he met Kid Cudi. He won't make an album without him, no matter what happens. He will not make an album without Kid Cudi. Mm. There is no good ass job. Damn. So are you a Yay fan <laughs> or not? They can say, are you a Yay fan <laughs> or not? I'm a big fan of originality, man. I'm a fan of Kid Cudi. I'm a fan of Big Sean. I'm a fan of Rhyme Fest. I got Rhyme Fest's album. If you ever hear this, Rhyme Fest, shout out to you, shout out to GD, shout out to everybody, Vice Lord and shit. I'm a big fan of <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of Really Though. I'm a big fan of fucking Big Sway. I'm a big fan of fucking GLC. Shout out to GLC and shit. Shining out there. I'm a big fan of Jamie Foxx. I'm a big fan of fucking Charlie Wilson. I'm a big fan of fucking who else not getting clout and shine. I'm a big fan of Saha the Kid. Uh, I'm a big fan of Pusha T. Huge Pusha T. I fuck with Fonzworth Bentley. I feel like Fonzworth Bentley didn't really. Taz Arnold? Uh, me and Taz is cool. I kicked it with Taz for like a whole weekend one time in Texas and shit, man. He, this feels like cool. JC's tweet, but in real form. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, I fuck Why with Taz Arnold. Why were people saying Jay-Z didn't say yay? Cause he, no, because he didn't. He just gave him like yay. He didn't give him like a, a sentence or nothing. But yo, it wasn't that about songwriting? <laughs> yay didn't make beats? He makes some beats. What's the last? Think, what's the yeah, last? You don't think? Yeah, he made on, any hold on, hold on, hold on. What's the last? Um, what's the last good? Good on Kanye West beat? What's what is it? On his album. On his album. Putting your your loop on top of designer shit is not the same as making like a good record to me in, in general. That entire album, that Life of Apollo album, like he stole that from Chance the Rapper. And like Kanye West is a very smart person and shit. He basically did what Ray Charles did in the fucking the, the 50s and 60s coming up. It's like when white people don't know something, when there's a lane of ignorance and shit, you could sell them that. You could sell them a little piece of black culture, no offense, but you could sell them that. So it's like me and you, like, damn, this just sound like church. A white person never even heard church music before. This sound like some sonically, this sounds like a miracle happened to them right now. They never heard church music. And Chance the Rapper was coming through that. He was going to come through and do that type of shit with his, uh, his mixtape. He was going to have a lot of church joints on there. But uh, Kanye West heard it and was like terrified and was like, all right, I'm taking these songs. And he was like, I put you on a verse and I'll make sure that you blow up and shit like that. But like, I'm taking these songs. How could you take uh, from like, you know, Chicago? You What's you I'll know, niggas Fly is dying. Away? You know niggas is dying in there and shit. You said I'll Fly Away? What's out? Yeah, I'll Fly Away. That's dope. I fucked, I fucked with that. That's on in front of Jesus Walks, right? Yeah. Okay, so what that is, um, G the story behind Jesus Walks is it was it's two parts of that song. It's Jesus and Lucifer. And it ends with him more on the Lucifer side than the Jesus side. That's a two-part song. Jay-Z heard Lucifer and took that. And he asked his mom. He was like, yo, uh, should I give this record to Jay-Z? But yeah, Jesus Walk is a gimmick. It's it's not anything what people think we, it was at all. Shit. We've said that before. Yeah, it's a, it was a, it was a, and I'm talking about a gimmick like yo, we can get mad people on side. It was like gimmicky, like yin and yang. He was gonna start an album with that and then end the album with the Lucifer joint. Very dope beat, but it's that's corny. That's that's some corny shit. To me personally, shit, it cheapens religion. To, to me personally, but that's I feel like that's what Ye kind of progressed to. He most likely is on that darker Lucifer side. I feel like he's he feels like he's safer making those particular records because people kind of already put him in the Illuminati light. So he, it's easier for him to get off an Illuminati record right now than to be a Jesus record, like a straight up Jesus record. But yeah, that that, that was ultra like being. 
uh, Chance the Rapper's uh, chance at being somebody other than whatever he is now. I'm not saying Chance is thwarted in any way, shape, or form. I believe that he shines through, and the really good ones do. If you're really talented, you can make it past that. Uh, Big Sean, got, they took the super-duper flow from everyone from Ludacris to Drake to Nicki Minaj. Like, everyone rapped that shit. Lil Wayne, everyone was using that flow. He never even used it on his first album. He turned his album in twice, and then he took it back and like, yo, I can't use that flow. If you're going to say I'm sounding like, yeah, you can't keep fighting that struggle saying that you're going to be able to do this and that better than this nigga if niggas think you sound like him. So when you listen to Big Sean's first album, again, you probably never will, there's no, he never used his own flow. He had to figure out a way to get past what this nigga took from him. Same with Kid Cudi. You think I won't listen to Finally Famous? Um, I just think it's kind of dated. Like niggas ain't trying to listen to ass ass. You think ass, I ass. ain't gonna listen to my last? That came on the radio when I was in Canada. They that's still bumping. Yeah, I was saying that's why I was going on the radio and shit. Yo, Dame, we asked everybody on this podcast. Uh, what is your most favorite and least favorite Kanye song? Um, actually, you know what? Can I, can I kick it to Sean to say that because he got better favorite songs and shit than me. My shit's probably been said one thousand times and shit, bro. Just my say least favorite, real my quick, least favorite song would probably be yeah. Uh, my least favorite song would probably be fucking Drunk and Hot Girls. That's the one song I hated the most. I kind of was. And now hold on, it's a fan favorite. I just want to say I fucking love that song to death. Now I have no idea how that shit happened. I can't skip it anytime it comes on my fucking iPod. I just think it's one of those fucking earworms that just get in there and you're like, I gotta hear this. And then um, my all time favorite song is uh, is the Robocop joint. Like I could listen to that if I'm in any type of mood at all. I could listen to it. Yo, we never talked about the sample on RoboCop. We didn't. What, Yo, what, what movie is that fucking? Uh, it's from the score to. It's a Charles Dickens like novel oh, movie. No way. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's it's, crazy. It's, Yo, uh, you know Trump what though? Movie. I gotta tell you, where the fuck do y'all niggas be finding these samples from? Yo. Was, we. I'm asking, where's Kanye find these samples? That's yeah. True. Nah, that's very true. But I mean, shit, he gets paid for that shit. You know, I'm mean? like, he gotta find the hard to find samples and shit. And y'all I niggas mean, is right behind. I mean, him. the no, the 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 fans are tracking it. Just. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. And a lot of times they so quick. Like That's album crazy. drops yeah. and then they'll drop like a tape and it'll but be all the like samples all the shit? samples, yeah. And I, it's normally really good songs. Like, I'm about to say I I listened to one of them from like it was like this is all the samples from late registrations. Like I'm like blown away that he just even sat through some of this music. It's amazing. I was literally just trying to look this shit up to pull up the sample. Yeah, the, it's um, "Kissing in the Rain" from the Great Expectations yeah. soundtrack. That is Charles Dickens. That's crazy. Patrick man. Doyle. Yeah. You guys gonna play a bit of it? You gotta um, just put the link in the um the, the yeah we we'll, yeah we'll put the link I mean we'll play it for you after we done tight tight um how what's many your, what's your favorite least favorite honestly favorite um is a song with um Adam Levine and heard him say heard him say and then my least favorite is like all of Jesus. All, all right, you want to use this tonight? The whole, the whole thing. He's one of those who put it right in the bottom. There's some people who just like never fuck with Jesus, never fuck with 808s. Yeah, I'll say like, you never listen. You gotta listen to Jesus sonically so ahead of his time, man. That shit was nuts. Favorite, least favorite. Favorite, uh, I'd say tie between Touch the Sky and Prime Time. And okay. Touch the Sky. I mean. Curse Mayfield is one of my favorite artists ever. Uh, that's a great sample. Um, that song blew up Blue Babe for me as a rapper. Like, Kate Push was solid, but it wasn't like, I never knew like the intricate 
Lupe mm-hmm. Bars was like. This is what I'm telling you. He lets you open out your single. Like he sit with you and be like, yeah, that's the single you should put out, and then he blows your single out more with you featured on it. So you can't even protest. You're like, damn. He didn't blow out mm-hmm. Kick Push. He blew out Kick Push with Touch the Sky. Nah, what? nah. Kick Push. We got pushes after. Give us, give us a least favorite. Least favorite. Uh, Blood on the Leaves. Wow. Wait, what did you say? He said blood, blood on the leaves. That's crazy. Here's That's why. Wild. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why blood on the leaves is my least favorite Kanye song or because Superman. blood on the leaves is a Nina Simone song. Yep. Takes that and I feel like Kanye completely disrespects from Billy Holiday. But he, I think he completely disrespects the subject matter of the original song by talking about all the shit he's talking about. Like it's not about blood on the leaves. It's talking. He's talking about like doing Molly for the first time and shit in the club. It's like nigga, this song is about black lives being lost. And like strange fruit and shit like that, and he's talking about doing Molly at a club. Like that's I totally I agree, and that's what gives me chills. Like that's the that's what makes that song so crazy to me. It's crazy. It's definitely crazy. <laughs> like like I totally agree with what you're saying, and that's why the first if, first time I heard it, I was uncomfortable. Motherfucking success. Some people got a line. Like, like, like you, like you said that one of the reasons you can't fuck with uh, Jesus walks. You said one of the reasons is your relationship with religion. I didn't say that. Yeah, when he when he said that. Chris worry about the draft right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did you know what I like about this podcast? There is, but I didn't say that. Like, <laughs> say that shit. Nah, because he's got like worse shit, like <laughs> lyrically. I mean, on his both of his last two albums, but his last one was the worst lyrics I've ever. Oh, awful! Hey man, someone came in his fridge and took his sandwich, man. That yo, <laughs> yo, you don't we, understand. We needed how much to know that, about that, bruh. That what are you talking song, about? He was craving that sandwich. He went in the fridge. Come on, man. I I like I turned the album off when I heard that. Man. I was so, I was so upset. And somebody had tweeted that before I heard the album on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, that's like a dumb line," but I didn't know where it was from because I didn't hear the yeah. album yet. I was like, "Yo, this motherfucker just ruined this song." Like, I love that song is so good up until Kanye starts talking about anything. And she just bleached. I can't even. Asshole. It can't even get started yeah, off. Like, father stretch my hand. And I get bleach on my t-shirt. How do you hear that beat? And th- think about like, yo, I gotta start this off with the bleach assholes. Like, we gotta get it started. Like, this. No room I don't even understand, bro. Yeah, where are all the niggas that was so mad at Lil Yachty? Like, this isn't hip hop. Where were y'all, y'all on bleach asshole? Y'all was asleep at the wheel on bleach asshole. Yachty was standing on the stage when that happened. Yeah. What, what can you <laughs> say? Kanye gets the most passes out of anybody. He's an yo. impressionable teenager, yo, man. From Rob, at least. Rob. <laughs> What you mean? Yo, what Kanye you mean? Gets, Yo. Kanye gets. Man. Somebody ever take your sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> they did take advantage, dog. Come on, man. You saying it's not a lie? On a pro- like on a on a on a human level, he's just speaking that's his food, truth, dog. Out of your it mouth, It could be dog. true and corny. It could be true and corny. <laughs> and also, no one's ever taken my sandwich. I mean, Dave, Dave, get back up here, man. <laughs> oh my God. Yo. No lie, dude, you might be the most knowledgeable, most intuitive guy we've had on this fucking podcast. Oh, it's tight. Nah, I mean, because I've been bad at like, like, no, 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 but yo, but nah, but, not even. I just been around comes, that nigga. I've been around that nigga. He, Kanye West walking in right now, he'll say my name. He'll be like, oh, what's up, Jay? He'll say that. Also, that's his real voice. That, he do that shit for real, for real. And then niggas will tell you, they're like, well, 
you got to pay concert tickets to hear concert. Yeah, like he was like, if you've heard Kanye West on a record before, he got paid to sound like that. Like, and you paid money to hear him sound like that. So if you're just here in the room, you're not allowed to ask him whether or not he's talking at the right volume. And that nigga whisper in a loud party. What? Like a loud? He'll be like. Will it be you. like the Chris Jenner interview voice, or will it be? I don't like- know what that voice is. First, <laughs> I think that's you know that's him just trying to be more comfortable around everybody else that he's around because you want daytime television, so you're yeah. really not allowed to have bass in your voice. There's no there's no guy version of the View in the daytime. That's very true. That's the, very sad. If you and and then there's not even and uh, there's not even a relatable octave to that. There's not even a guy that's trying to be like that. If you want to be a guy in the morning and talk, you're gonna be screaming with Stephen A. Smith. Like that's it, Strahan. Phil Jackson. Michael Strahan. Yeah, Michael Strahan. He 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 figured how out how did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> like, how the fuck it's incredible. Yo, he he finessed, figured he it out. That shit for you know real. what I'm saying? Because you never watch Michael Strahan and be like, oh man, he done got soft. Yo, but nah, at the same time, nah, he figured I watched him, out. I watched him on Dance with the Stars. I definitely thought he got soft. On da- he's at Dance with the Stars level. But when I seen him on, on the daytime, I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, what? Who, who has this man's family? Why is he on with Kelly Ripper right now? Like, what the fuck is happening? All right, Dave, we're going to let you finish, but uh, that's the end of the episode, man. (laughs) All right, cool. This was dope. This was dope, man. I want to say one. Sure, yeah. If you got anything to plug. Nah, I'm not trying to plug anything. Yo, check out my nigga Rob Hayes. He's doing his thing. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing his thing. Come check him out on this podcast. If you're not listening to it yet, then I don't know how you heard this. Wait, was that the one thing or was that the plug? That's it. That's it. I'm just on this podcast. That's it, man. man. That's the only thing I got going on right now. Just trying to make it out of this podcast alive. <laughs> Shout out to Melanie. Did it. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com.